With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. And welcome to the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here with you from South Point Casino in Las Vegas. We've got a great show on tap today. We're going to have Will Hill join us in hour number one. We're going to have Thomas Gable from the Borgata Racing Sportsbook in hour number two. And Wes Reynolds, my partner normally on these days. But today... I get Josh Applebaum. Yeah, Josh, happy Mother's Day to you and yours out there, America. And, and Josh, I know you're back there in Boston. Uh, so mom is not exactly in the same city as you. So is it, have you already done the Mother's Day call or do you wait till after the show? So, Dave, it's great to be with you and great to be uh, in front of our Nesson audience once again here. So, yeah, Dave, make sure, everyone out there, make sure you call your mother. I actually haven't called mine yet, but I, I texted her and I said, hey, turn on Nesson. Your boy is going to be uh, filling in for Michael Lombardi. We hope Michael Lombardi is feeling better here. Uh, but, yeah, Dave, make sure you make that call today. It's a big day for the Bruins playoff game. Ooh. we got NBA, NHL. we got a big Major League Baseball slate. But overall, how about how about our guy Rich Strike, eighty to one, coming in bigly here? Unbelievable yesterday, Dave. A- absolutely incredible. And uh, yes, I'm going to call mom after the show as well. Back home in Virginia Beach, as I'm out here in Las Vegas. But again, th- happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. But Josh, let's start right there because there was it was a smorgasbord of sports yesterday uh, that potentially you could have uh, made some serious cashish on. And Rich Strike would have been number one uh, with a bullet yesterday. Eighty to one is what he closed at. It was much higher out here at some books in. Las Vegas, north of 100 to 200 to 1. And Josh, again, you know, it was great having our, our insight from our Vizan guys uh, at uh, Churchill Downs yesterday at the, at the Kentucky Derby. It, it felt like Rich Strike was never a part of the conversation until he was the entire conversation uh, down the stretch. An incredible ride that we saw uh, coming from the inside there. Again, as somebody that never plays the longest favorite on the board, I always feel like with the, with the 20 horse race, you've got the opportunity for something like this to happen. But I got to be honest. I mean, Josh, there was just no way you could see this coming. Could you? You really couldn't. I mean, again, this was an unbelievable flyer, 80 to one to talk about a good mother's day. If you cash that, you better buy mom a gift today after that one yesterday. (laughs) But Dave, to me, it kind of, it's a conversation about, you know, the Kentucky Derby just in general, obviously it's a big public betting event. You know, we think of public betting events like the Super Bowl or March madness or bowl games or kind of any kind of playoff game. But this is kind of the one thing every year where you sometimes bet some long shots and they never come through for you. And people are just saying, Hey, it's almost like that parlay mentality of let me just put 10 bucks, have a little fun, see if I can cash big. Well, that almost never happens. But then yet again, yesterday it did happen. So I think it just goes to show you, you know, sports, when you're betting on sports, it could be horse racing. It could be any other thing. Don't get me going with my Patriots in 2007, Mm -hmm. you know, Dave, when they were against the Giants and they were, you know, uh, what, 12, 13 point favorite in that game. I think it just, I'm wondering what the odds makers are thinking today because they got to be happy. I don't know who bet the 80 to one, but you get a lot of chalk when you bet a lot of these, you know, Kentucky Derby's Preakness, Belmont. So the fact that you had a long shot and these favorites didn't win, that was the big surprise to me. It wasn't that it was an 80 to one. It's that, you know, your top two, three, which typically seem to win these ones over at least the last, you know, 10 years or so 
didn't come through. So again, if you if you didn't if you missed it, just go on Twitter, Google it. That unbelievable last Dave, what thirty seconds where you know first strikes going right right back uh, you know around everyone. It was incredible. So just an unbelievable eighty to one cash for anyone who took that long shot bet. And we saw here uh, out in Las Vegas at Circa a small loss for the book yesterday with that because yes, to your point, they did take in some tickets uh, as high as one hundred and fifty two hundred to one. Uh, so yes, the long shot, the extreme long shot comes in, uh, which was highly unexpected to your point, Josh. Because again, it just feels like that was going to be chalky yesterday and it was anything but at the end of the day at the Kentucky Derby uh, of course UFC last night out in Arizona absolutely wild main event Charles Oliveira he gets the the stoppage of Justin Gaethje in round number one but he is no longer the lightweight champion because he had missed weight on Friday so now Charles Oliveira du Bronx who is by the way just far and away the best 155 pounder in the world right now after getting knocked down twice by Justin Gates he comes back from that in the very same round uh, to get that stoppage he will be the number one contender for the belt he had to give up to the scale so very bizarre scenario there and then Josh in the co-main event we saw Rose Namajunas in just a stunning uh, lack of excitement fight in a, in a five-round snoozer against Carla Esparza, lose her title to Carla Esparza in a split decision, and that one is not going to sit well with Rose. It did not sit well with the fan base last night. Uh, so a, a very interesting night last night in the two title fights, but really I think what, what stunned the world yesterday was Michael Chandler with the front kick heard around the world as he knocked out Tony Ferguson in the very first, uh, excuse me, in the second round after a very good first round for uh, El Kukui, and there it is. The front kick comes from Michael Chandler, and he gets the stoppage, and then immediately calls out not only Dubronx for a rematch at 155 pounds, but also called out Conor McGregor at 170 pounds. And Conor reacted on Twitter. So let's see if this is enough to get the notorious one back, whether it's against Michael Chandler at 170, or if Michael Chandler gets a rematch against Dubronx for that 155-pound strap. An absolutely wild night there. And then a the big shocker out here in Las Vegas, Josh, was Canelo Alvarez gets thoroughly destroyed, if you will, in 12 rounds by Demetri Bivol. Now, on the scorecards, it looked more competitive, 115 to 113, and all three judges give it to Bivol, who is still undefeated now uh, and, and holds on to his crown as Canelo tries to go back up to 172 pounds and get that title. And he comes up short. Again, I was watching all of the UFC, Josh, so I didn't get to see the boxing. But if you if you read it on Twitter and you follow it on social media, it was not as close as the judges made that fight. But nonetheless, Canelo does not get the hometown decision. And kudos to Canelo because I, I saw his, his, his post-fight interview. And, Josh, basically he said, no excuses. I got beat. The better guy won. And so I want a rematch, and it looks like that's going to happen. But another good night for the books there because that was a big underdog uh, north of uh, $5 here that we saw for Bevel here. Uh, Canelo, a big favorite, and that ticket does not cash if you had Saul Canelo Alvarez last night. Yeah, that was a big surprise there, Dave, because looking at some of the stats we got from BetMGM, really lopsided though, uh, toward Canelo Alvarez. You know, mm -hmm. He was getting you know 65% of bets, almost 90% of the handle. So as you mentioned, you know, anytime you get some of these dogs that are contrarian to come through, that's really the best, you know, best dream or you know, best outcome here for the sports books. And really with Alvarez too, you know, he opened like minus 400, got steamed all the way to minus 500. Didn't matter with the dog coming through. Just a quick comment on a couple of those UFC bouts, Dave. You know, mm -hmm. I had action on a couple of those. So, you know, split one and one. Naman Junis let me down a little bit. Yes. Obviously, you know, uh, what I saw, what I like and what I look at, Dave, is, you know, I look at a very rudimentary model betting UFC. I'm looking for kind of a situation where you have both the physical attributes in your favor and you have some line movement. So Naman Junis, you know, she opened minus 190, got bet up to around minus 210. She had that line movement in her favor, telling you some respected money was laying it with Naman Junis. But then also, you know, she had a lot of physical advantages, 29 years old against 34 for her opponent, 5-4 against 5-1. 65 inch reach for 63. So to me, that was the disappointing one because, you know, when I'm looking for a fighter, I'm looking for a younger, taller, longer reach and a line movement in their favor. Didn't come through here. Naman Junis let, I think, a, a lot of betters down last night. Although, you know, Dave, you also said, you know, what a snooze fest it was. How about the over four and a half, which was juiced up? Oof. Maybe that was the way to go on that one. 
But I think the biggest, you know, takeaway from yesterday was kind of a, something you can use as a teachable moment moving forward because the big conversation, and Dave, you know, we had talked, you know, the last few days, missing weight and yes. what that means for a fighter. And our colleague Gamble and Lou at VEASAN does a great job looking at, you know, weigh-ins and paying attention. I think a lot of people ignore this stuff. But you had a line move that actually dropped toward Gaethje. I mean, if you're looking at kind of what happened there, a lot of, you know, signs were pointing toward, uh, you know, uh, what you're going to see with a win there uh, with Oliveira. But then when he misses weight, that line dropped like minus 170 down to like minus 130, minus 140. Obviously, you can look at look at it one of two ways. If you miss weight, typically that's not a good sign. Maybe you're not dialed in. Maybe you have an injury. But also, Dave, what if it got him really upset? Like you're gonna take the belt away from me for me for a half ounce. There was, you know, kind of uh, you know conspiracies that the the uh, you the know the scale weight, the scale was wrong, stuff like that. So, what did you think about that? You know, in your history uh, of being a UFC expert, Dave, is that surprising that someone misses weight and still wins? Yes, I feel like it kind of is. It is, and also in a title fight, you, you just don't see guys get stripped of the crown you, you, like that on the scale, literally. And, and to your point, Josh, and I was on Rose and on Gaethje uh, last night. Gaethje more so after uh, the missed weight by Charles Oliveira for that very reason that you mentioned. And normally, traditionally, you only have to go back one week before where Rob Font missed weight against Cheeto Vera, and it, it did affect him, and it affected my handicap as well, and led me down the road uh, to Vera, which was profitable the week before. It did not finish here. I was most disappointed, and to your point about Rose, because I, I thought you're right on. Every handicap said that that was the right side to be on. Trevor Whitman is an excellent, if not the one of the best MMA coaches out there. Trevor Whitman was in the corner of Rosanama Yunus last night and also Justin Gaethje. And I did not think the corner put their best foot forward with Rose last night. If you listened in between rounds, I was astounded by you're doing great. She can't touch you. Basically, you got this fight in the bag. And I don't know how that can be possible when there was really no output. So, again, as somebody who had Rose last night, I thought it, it, you could literally have flipped a coin uh, to decide who won that fight. And that's not the way you want title fights uh, to be decided. And I thought the coaching in the corner there let Rose down a little bit, kind of this false narrative that we've got this fight already in the bag when there was really no action in the first three rounds of a five-round title fight. To Justin Gaethje's side, I thought he'd be a little bit more patient because of the weight cut missed by Charles Oliveira. Take him deeper into the Arizona night, and he didn't do that, and he rushed out. And when you have a guy that, that cardio could be an issue because of a bad weight cut, normally you want to extend those fights. And so to me, I thought it was really some bad cornering that might have let us down last night, certainly let me down uh, on my sides of, of Rose Namajunas and on Justin Gaethje. But kudos to Charles Oliveira for a guy who did miss weight, had a bad weight cut. It it was clear that he could not make that weight, which is that's why you lose the belt. And then to get knocked down twice, twice in the first round and come back and get the stoppage in the very same round, rather astounding by Charles Oliveira. So whether or not he's got the strap or not, people look at those fights and go, that's the best 155 pounder in the world. And it's really not debatable. Much more with Josh when we come back and also going to take a look ahead to the NBA slate when you come back with us right here in the Lombardi line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. 
And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and spring special is here for only $59. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the biz right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers are going to have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to have his best bets all the way through the NBA finals. Finals and Andy McNeil is going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Going to have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and yes, we just had the Kentucky Derby betting guide and what a derby it was. If you want the full decent experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. Back alongside Josh Applebaum, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. And Josh, you are there in the great state of Massachusetts. And so before we look at today's card here in the NBA, I do have to get your thoughts on Boston yesterday against Milwaukee because depending on where that number closed – of course, it lands on two, but the C's can't come up uh, with the outright win in, in what was just a great game back and forth. But again, it felt like a missed opportunity for Boston late. I think it really was. And again, you had this big extra layoff here. Marcus Smart, who was banged up, but gave him more time to get ready. Another thing, if you listen in Boston to our Nesson audience is Jalen Brown. I think that hamstring is really iffy right now. That's another thing to be concerned about. But everything was really lining up for the Celtics. And from a betting perspective, I think first, so if you're a Celtics fan, obviously you're disappointed you lose yesterday. From a betting perspective, Celtics came through depending on when you bet them, Dave. Mm-hmm. So something that I always look for is reverse line movement. When you have heavy betting on one side, yet the line goes the other way. Think of it as a fishy move that doesn't make sense. So for this one here, you know, at BetMGM, DraftKings, a lot of these major sports books, you had about two-thirds of bets on the Milwaukee Bucks. Defending champs at home, a bounce back spot. You know, some better still subscribe to that zigzag theory. You know, you win one, you lose one, you go back and forth. But really what we saw from a betting angle, uh, Dave, was, you know, the Bucks opened this game around minus two and a half. They got mm-hmm. bet up all the way to three early. This is the importance of tracking line movement, not just, you know, open to close, but all the moves in between because they got up to minus three and there was such a long layoff between, you know, games two and game three. But you saw in the last 24 hours or so, a lot of buyback on Boston. So that plus three got hit, bringing it down to plus two and a half. A lot of those two and a halves you know, got down to two. So it either closed two and a half or two, you know, depending on what book you got it at. But this is why if you're betting on sports, no matter what sport you're betting, you know, it could be the futures market, props, regular games. You got to shop around. Don't just bet through one sports book, because if you like Boston, you could have gotten a plus two and a half. And why is that important? Dave, because they lose by two there. So the hook (laughs) wins you that bet. You know, I was hoping uh, Al Horford there at the tip in, maybe if it was, you know, five years ago, Al Horford would get that thing. And even though he's played great, uh, all jokes aside, but Tough loss for the Celts, but from a betting angle, when you start to see heavy betting on the Bucks or in any of these situations, heavy betting Team A, yet that three gets down to two and a half and then two, tells you respected money was on the Celts. They're only getting about a quarter, you know, around a third of bets. But again, it's it's not just who you like, it's when you bet the team and what number you got. If you got a two and a half or three, you cash that bet. 
You get a two, you push. Yeah, and again, and I was on the under, so sweat that out for no overtime uh, as it does stay under the total there with 103-101 at uh, 204 under 211 total. By the way, for tomorrow right now, Milwaukee, a one-point favorite we're seeing right now. 211.5 is the total in game four, very important game four in Milwaukee tomorrow. But let's get to today's action too, Josh, in the NBA. And looking at Phoenix and Dallas now, and again, Phoenix uh, with those just great closeouts, uh, certainly in game two back Back home in Phoenix and then game three, a much different story uh, in Dallas as the Mavs easily cover the number there. Now they're getting to today at home. 215 is the total we have here at BetMGM. Josh, how do you look at this matchup after what you've seen so far in this series with the Suns holding on to that two games to one advantage? Yes, yeah, I think going into it, just from a you know a series price uh, situation, Dave. Phoenix up two to one. Obviously, you had Dallas claw back in in their last game, but Phoenix is now a minus five hundred favorite to win this series. Dallas plus three seventy five. So if you think the Mavs on a short number can get it done today, maybe this thing goes deep. You know, plus three seventy five Dallas. Maybe that's a buy low opportunity here. Also, look maybe Dallas. You know, on the series price on the spread, like plus one and a half games. If you think this is going to be a long series here, but what jumps out to me, Dave, you know, is this line move toward the Phoenix Suns today. Mm -hmm. The Suns, after you know coming back from a loss, they're not quite you know the Tampa Bay Lightning. If you follow that system in the playoffs, the <laughs> Lightning off a loss or like they win every single time. You know, since they become a really good team last few years. But Suns six and four after a loss. Uh, their last two playoff runs here. What I like is this line movement to Phoenix. They actually open a lot of these shops. Mavericks laying a point or a point and a half at home. We've seen it now flip to Phoenix minus two. So the only thing that worries me about the Suns, I love the line movement in their favor. This would match a dog to fave line move system for me. I'm only a little bit concerned that Phoenix is really, really popular today. They're getting, you know, a bet MGM. If you look at the data that we've gotten, 78% of bets, but 84% of money. So in one hand, you have a little bit low bets, higher dollars. I always want a bigger handle count than a ticket count. Tells me some respected money in their favor. But I'm going to go with Phoenix here, Dave. They're coming off a loss. They're a veteran team, you know, coming off a loss, which I like in a bounce back way. But also chalk, 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 chalk. You know, it's been so great for betting favorites in the NBA this playoffs. Favorites are now 37 and 24 against the spread, 61%. If, they, if you see a favorite with a line move in their favor, like you're seeing with Phoenix, going from, you know, getting a point or a point and a half to now a two-point favorite, those favorites of the line move are 22 and nine wow. ATS 71%. And here's another one, Dave, you know, this doesn't apply to all these, you know, it applies to all the favorites, but if you're minus 10 minus eight, you're not, you're not going to bet the money line, but favorites just winning the game straight up. They're 46 and 15, 75% this year. So Woo. I'm a little wary of this, you know, maybe contrarian inflated line value with the Mavs, but I'm going to go with this line move. I don't think it's just public. I think it's a little sharp and with chalk doing so well, this playoffs, I'm going to go money line on Phoenix. I don't want to mess around with a one-point win or you know not cover a push. I'll go money line on the Suns today. Yeah, it feels like a, a smart play there. And again, when you look at the box score from game three, what stood out to me is Luka Doncic wasn't the leading scorer. He had 26 points uh, in that win. It was Jalen Brunson with 28, and you had three other guys in double figures. So after game one and two where Doncic was amazing on the road north of 40, but yet they couldn't get those wins. So maybe when the Mavericks are more balanced, uh, they're better off that way, which would be interesting to see the way that Suns might defend them a little bit differently here. Maybe you let Luka get his, and then the rest don't. That seems to be a better recipe for Phoenix uh, going forward here in this pivotal game four today. I did not know what to make of game three in Philadelphia in the city of Brotherly Shove. And then uh, we saw... You know, all of a sudden, this incredible line move going on throughout the day because we got these mixed reports of whether or not Joel Embiid was going to play or not. And he was still listed as out, which was bizarre. Of course, he ends up playing in game three, a huge performance to come back, and Philadelphia gets a much-needed win and pumps some life back into their series hopes against the Miami Heat. Now they're laying two with Joel Embiid after what he did in that game three, and they were calling him a phantom of the process is what I saw there with that mask that he was wearing, Josh, for that I thought it was a great moniker. Uh, what do you make a game four now? Is this too good to be true? Or does the number one seed of Miami Heat say, all right, you had your moment. Now it's back to reality. So I think from a series price, this series is very similar to that Mavs series we just talked about. Remember, you had Miami basically in that Phoenix role race out to a 2 nothing lead. And then I got to tip my cap to the Sixers. That one really surprised me. I didn't see them with Embiid coming back, you know, playing so well and winning by 20 points, Dave, 99-79. That was a bit of a surprise here. So if you look at the series price, Miami up 2-1. to one. They're now minus 375. Philly plus 280. But for today in particular, Dave, 
I look at maybe backing the 76ers once again. You know, it's not that lopsided of a bet. Public is relatively split. You know, they love getting Miami at a plus two here, but also wary of the Sixers and kind of that, you know, unspoken factor of, you know, your star player coming back, like your Willis Reed or your Paul Pierce, you know, <laughs> coming out on the wheelchair, Dave. Like, you, I think there's an angle that maybe the betting market, you know, I don't know if you can quantify it, but seeing your, your best player, you know, coming back from, you know, a broken bone in his face and lead you to victory. Yeah. That's got to give them a little bit of confidence here. Now you're still at home. But in terms of just, you know, throw that all aside, what is the betting market telling us? Where's the line going? A lot of these books open Sixers laying one and a half at home, very short number, pretty much split down the middle. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of these Sixers lines up to minus two. So that would match that favorite system match, that favorite with a line move as well. I lean Philly here getting back in the series. And to your point, doesn't it kind of look fishy or too good to be true? You're getting Miami, yeah. this really good team who, you know, does great getting points. They're getting two. How do you not grab that? Yet we didn't see this line fall, you know, one and a half down to a pick. It's going one and a half up to Phoenix, up to uh, Philadelphia. So the same thing. I'll go money line Philadelphia and keep an eye on the total here. You know, it's pretty uh, pretty low. It's two hundred seven and yeah. a half day. Very low number here. But you're getting fifty six percent of bets, but eighty five percent of money on the under. So maybe we get another low scoring game. I think that might benefit the Sixers tonight. Because yeah, Miami right now, outside of Tyler Hero, they really don't knock down a whole lot of threes here. So you, you got to get those points the hard way sometimes with Miami and Philadelphia. Let's be honest. Until Joel Embiid came back, it was pulling teeth for them to score in the first two games of the series down in Miami. So I can understand why that total was so low at 207. And again, just one other observation with Joel Embiid back, it's almost like it frees up James Harden to just be James Harden again. And kind of, if you believe this fly below the radar, it's almost like he doesn't like that spotlight of being the number one guy right now, for whatever reason, it worked out well in game three. And again, all the focus will be back on the phantom of the process and Joel Embiid and that mask back in there in game four today. So that'll be a very interesting and potentially uh, a game that could tie up this series at two games apiece. All right, going to come back, talk more NBA and also NHL because, Josh, you mentioned it up there in Boston. A big game coming today for the Boston Bruins. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line right here on the Sports Betting Network. you to get in on all the horse racing action sign up today with the promo code vegas 1000 and receive ten dollars instantly in up to a one thousand dollar bonus visit vison.com slash horses for details use the bonus code vegas 1000 dave ross back alongside josh applebaum this is the lombardi line right here on vison and josh i still can't believe what we saw i don't believe what i just saw from rich strike uh last night uh yesterday rather at the Kentucky Derby, again, we were just talking about it during the break. We, you know, you, you don't know, I don't know exactly how you can measure uh, the heart of a horse race, uh, of a horse rather, in, in a race where you just feel like he doesn't have the pedigree of these other horses that we saw out there. And, and again, it was just an incredible run. And again, you got to go to Vegas 1000, use that code to get in on the horse racing action. But Josh, I wonder if people are now going to go, you know what? I'm always going to take a shot in that long shot after what I saw yesterday at the Kentucky Derby. So, you know, what's ironic is, you know, my aunt, my aunt, Chris, you know, she's a little bit of a horse better. She likes to go, you know, watch the ponies and get a little action down. But every year she'll always text me, who do you like? Who do you like? And she always takes the long shot. So a lot of these times they never come through for you. And I think to your point, does this maybe, you know, entice people to just say, Hey, I really not. Maybe if I don't, here's the thing. If you sweat horses all year long, like you're a buddy, Patrick Maher or, right. you know, our, our whole crew or like Dave yourself, you like betting the ponies. You have your model, you have your blueprint. You're looking at uh, one thing I learned when I go to Saratoga with some of my buddies every summer is get the book when you first walk in. It's five, 10 bucks. It's this little magazine. It, it gives you all the races, all the horses. Really what I learned is look at the bloodlines. Who yes. was their father? Who was their mother? Were they a mutter or were they not a mutter here? That's the other thing, Dave. But uh, you got to know the jockey, uh, all these little things, especially the morning line, comparing the morning line to the current line. How are the numbers, how are the numbers moving? You have all that on one side. But on the other hand, if you just want to have some fun, maybe you do put 10 bucks on the long shot here. It comes through big uh, for yesterday. And I know we're going to move on here, Dave. I just want to throw one thing at you mm -hmm. just to finish our conversation on the Heat and the 76ers. Yeah. Keep an eye out for the most notorious ref in the NBA today, uh -oh. or all of the NBA, Scott Foster. Oh. This is a Scott 
Foster game. Scott oh. Foster is notorious. So here's the thing. The angle would be, you know, is the NBA sending in Scott Foster to extend this series and make it two to two? I don't prescribe to that really. But if you look at his numbers historically, he's uh, Scott Foster is skewed, the most skewed ref, almost like, you know, Joe West in, in Major League Baseball. But he's really skewed toward road teams. Uh, home uh, home teams only cover like 46% of the time with Scott Foster. He's also screw, uh, skewed pretty good to the over he's pretty good you know calling fouls and uh, he's about 54 percent to the over so i know that kind of goes against the sixers it kind of goes against maybe that line freeze on the under but just be just be mindful if you're a better you always want to know when scott foster's refing scott foster's got the miami heat and philadelphia 76ers game tonight I, I, critical information by the way you said screwed sometimes people think they get screwed when scott foster is uh is calling those games that's for sure josh and and put a finishing touch as you mentioned saratoga uh and again on this mother's day happy mother mother's day to all the mothers out there uh in america you know we uh, my parents owned a horse when i was very small that we raced at saratoga now this was in the harness uh this wasn't like the style of, of racing we saw yesterday and again i was very very young at the time but dale almerhurst was our horse's name and my mother texted me yesterday did you have rich strike yesterday i said mom i would only bet on our horse and our horse never cashed and rich strike did cash yesterday at 80 to 1 so again uh if you if you like to play those long shots it certainly came through for you yesterday you mentioned and i'm glad you went back to the nba because josh i just wanted some some serious thoughts overall because actually you and i talked last summer i'll never forget it here uh when i was coming out to Vison last summer we were doing the bucks and, and the suns in the finals and if you remember milwaukee was down 0-2 and i thought boy you know you're just holding serve here because nobody had won on the road here do you still subscribe to that theory and we've seen this play out a la in this philadelphia series that down 0-2 even though you didn't know about joel and beat at that point now with joel and beat in the fold and it is 2-1 do you look at those series prices josh and say look Really, we're just holding serve here until somebody wins in a home court. Is there still value, even though a team might lose the first two on the road? I think there is. You know, you have that desperation angle. You see in the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoff saves. It's just so different when you go from home to road. So I think the big thing here is Embiid. If Embiid was still injured and he couldn't play, then I would say it's probably good night, you know, uh, 76ers pretty quickly here. But bring Embiid back, you know, kind of the boost that he provides for his team. And what you, you made a really astute comment, Dave, about James Harden, because James Harden, He's been looking to me from the eye test, like kind of old and slow and going through the motions. And is he still that guy, you know, who averaged, you know, over 30 points a game with Houston? I don't know about that. So I don't know if he can be, you know, single-handedly lead this team. You bring back Embiid. Now everyone kind of, you know, goes in their right slot and you don't have to rely so much here on Harden. So I think that's a big advantage here. And to your point, you know, really a series, as the old adage says, as you mentioned, starts when, you know, a home team loses. And we haven't really seen that yet. So to me, looking at, you know, uh, uh, Philadelphia here, plus 280 on the series price, that could be appealing. I still think Miami Heat are the better team and should probably win this series. You know, if you look at kind of um, these odds right now to win the East, the Heat are the favorite, plus 160. You have the Bucks plus 175. The Celtics could be worth a buy low look just on this topic of series prices and buying low uh, here, Dave. They're plus 270. And if you look at their next game coming up tomorrow, it's actually dropping a little bit. Some yeah. of these books open Bucks minus one and a half, minus two. It's down to one. So I'd like the Celtics to maybe get back in that. I think when you're betting series prices, I look at it one of two ways, Dave. If you find value at the beginning of the series, and what I do is I look at the BetMGM and the DraftKings numbers, like series price. Let's say, for example, a great one was the Celtics against the Nets in round one. You had about 75% of bets on the Nets on the series price, but the line moved to the Celtics. That was a series bet for me on the Celtics. If you find something like that, a low bets, higher dollars, you know, sharp contrarian line move, I'll play it. If not, I think you uh, look for a value standpoint of maybe a team that's down. You feel like you're getting a better number, almost like live lining, you know, a favorite that's, you know, a 10 point favorite entering the game, but they get off to a, you know, they're down 10 to two to start the game. To me, you're looking for value plays. And to me, I think the Celtics and Philly would be the value plays in the series price right now. Yeah, very good advice there. Let's switch that conversation, but keep that same track in mind here with the Boston Bruins. Because, again, down 0-2 against Carolina. They come back to Boston, and they win game three. And you were on that and and had a great call on that on VEASAN. Does that hold form here in game four? Because now uh, you're looking at this one right now, small favorite for the beast here up to a dollar 30. And again, if you want to go to the puck line, you can get plus money there. If you think the bees can win by two or more at plus a dollar 95, what do you make of the bees in the same type of spot that we're talking about where really a series hasn't started until you win on somebody else's home ice? 
So I think that's one thing I've definitely prescribed to, you know, betting the NHL playoffs. To me, the NHL playoffs, the way it's different from the regular season is you have a ton of favorites doing very well. Chalk had an incredible year. If you bet favorites in the NHL, they're like 65%. I think you made like 40 units. It was an incredible year where favorites did so well. You get to the postseason, it's not quite the same. I, I tend to lean a, a little bit more on some dogs. You know, you see dogs in particular kind of in a desperation spot, like awful loss coming back. And here's the other thing, Dave, you know, uh, let's say you have four games today. You've seen this a lot throughout the NHL playoffs. You take all four dogs, you go two and two because of the plus money. You're actually making some money off of right. that. So that's something I'd look for. Now, truth be told, I'm a diehard Boston Bruins fan. I cannot wait to watch the Bruins here. You know, it's an <laughs> early game. I kind of wish it was later, but 1230, that's kind of cool too. <laughs> But I would be a little wary because the line is dropping to Carolina in this one. You actually open the Bruins around minus 130. I'm seeing them drop to around minus 125 at some shops. And you are seeing some of these desperation spots, uh, teams off a loss uh, system matches on Carolina here. So if you look at just teams coming off a loss, this NHL playoffs, they're 10 and 6, 62%. You have almost a 25% return on investment. So the fact that it's dipping a little bit to Carolina Tells me you're getting in some Carolina uh, respected money here, Dave. But, uh, man, as a Bruins fan, this is tough for me. I'm hoping the Bees can tie this thing up. Josh, the thing I, I just can't get away from so far at the beginning of the NHL playoffs, because I was one of those people that believed when the playoffs started, we would get dump and chase. We would get <laughs> defensive hockey and these really tight, you know, potential one-goal games. That is just not the case. Scoring is way up. It was way up in the regular season, and that's transferred over into this postseason here, Josh. Does this trend continue? Like, kind of market-wide? Because I just didn't see this coming with this just influx of playoff scoring. So I didn't see it either, Dave. And I think if you bet hockey and you watch playoff hockey, like, you're used to these, like, one nothing games, 2-1, yes. to one, you know, 2 nothing. You always think, like, you know, there's so much on the line that are you going to really, you know, try to pinch in or, you know, maybe have a turnover here. You're going to play a little more conservative because you don't want to, you know, give up a bad goal. But to your point, this has been really, really surprising in the NHL playoffs. Uh, I just dialed it up because I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of these overs are cashing, Dave. Well, guess what? Overs in the NHL playoffs, 15 and nine. That's pretty good so far. And wow. again, you don't really typically see that. To me, I would look out for like the difference between a six and a five and a half. So for example, like this Carolina Boston game, you know, you're going back and forth. A lot of these were opening at five and a half. Always pay attention to the juice. Like this thing is juiced up over minus 130. So that's telling you there's some liability over. They may get adjusted to six. But if you're playing these totals, these hooks are important. Like, for example, if you like the under in this game, you wait and try to find a six. If you like the over, and overs have been cr uh, crushing it here, Dave, I lean a little bit over five and a half mm -hmm. with this juice. You know, you want to get that hook so that, you know, a four to two game, you, you land on six, you cash that bet. So overs have been surprising here. But also remember, you know, in the NBA, we had a really great start to unders. Unders have also, you know, continued to do well. But anytime one thing does very, very well, sometimes these numbers get shaded a little bit. So if the odds makers, you know, if people pick up on this NHL trend and say, hey, overs 15 and nine, let me bet all these overs. Maybe a five and a half, they'll open a six. Maybe you'll be betting into bad numbers if these overs keep cashing. Yeah, boy, do I feel old because back in the old days, you could get four and a half fives in playoff hockey. Those days are gone. Done. All right, Josh, <laughs> when we come back and be joined by the king of New York, Will Hill, next, right here in the Lombardi Line of East in the Sports Betting Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including 
sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver Airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team simply hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use the bonus code VSIN200 when you place your first wager to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non withdrawable free bets or set credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line. I am here in fabulous Las Vegas, joined today by Josh Applebaum. He is in Boston. And then when you bring in the king of New York, Will Hill. First of all, can you guys be civil? Like with this whole New York Boston thing for the for the re- remainder of this segment, Will, is that possible? Well, I look at the AOE standings; it's perfectly reasonable for Ooh. me to be civil. I mean, I have nothing. Low blow, low blow. Sure. Oh, what a way to start <laughs> off the show! I love it, Will. Again, you got to follow him on Twitter at not the Will Hill, of course, one of our VEASAN contributors and points per weekly uh, editors. Will, let's get right to it here because again, we had a wild sports day yesterday, and we're looking for more of the same today, and certainly uh, that does possibly prescribe here in the NBA with Philadelphia, because again, you know, you, whatever you want to call them, phantom of the process. We talked about this in length the other day where it was bizarre. We saw the line move all over the place before game three, he's out, but yet somehow he's not out. Then he's, he's not even doubtful, but then he plays. It was a bizarre situation here. What do you make of game four now, now that we know that Joel Embiid is in fact back and what a difference he made in game three, how do you handicap game four and going forward? Yeah, for all the uh, the controversy about whether Embiid would play or not, I'm glad he did because this series was so boring without him, and I thought it was shaping up to be really a classic if he was able to play. I think Philly's got some major advantages in this matchup. Uh, you know, they can control the glass. Miami, their one, you know, one of their weaknesses is they foul a lot, and we know Philly their ability to get to the line with Embiid and Harden, and Miami really doesn't have a lot of shooting. You know, Duncan Robinson making 90 million dollars has played his way out of the lineup. Hero is really their only shooter. I mean, that's not Butler's game. He's more of a mid-range guy. Get to the foul line. Out of bio, that's not his game. So I, I think there's some advantages here for Philly. You know, we, Philly won the game by 20 on Friday night, and Embiid didn't even play very well. Uh, I think the home crowd, having another game with Embiid, has the mask, you know, under his belt here for a game. He's probably more, uh, more comfortable in this game four. I like Philly. I think this thing is, is possibly headed seven. I would not count Philly out from winning this series. Will, it's great to see you, and I hope you're taking care of uh, the old lady there today on, uh, yes. on Mother's Day. You better be doing something nice for her. But uh, I would say, you know, <laughs> I want to ask you about the total in this one, so I'm kind of with you. We were texting earlier, and Dave, Dave and I were talking. I kind of like this line movement toward Philly, you know, minus one and a half up to minus two. I money lined Philly, so I'm rooting them with you. But how about the total in this one, uh, Will? It opened at a really low, like 207 and a half, 207-ish. You know, you're seeing some of the 207 in the hook. 
fall to 207. And I think the the angle here is, you know, it's such a low total. You got to take the over, right? But we've seen a lot of money hit the under. You look at BetMGM, 56% of bets, but 85% of money is on the under. You know, unders have been fantastic so far this playoffs. They're cashing almost two-thirds of the time. Do you expect another low-scoring game here? Would this be a, you know, even though it feels fishy and it feels too low, will we get another, you know, lower-scoring game, you know, 100 to, to 92 type game? Yeah, I don't have a bet on it, but boy, going based off Friday, again, it's tricky to go off just one game, but that was an ugly, ugly game Friday. I think 99-79 was the final. There were some stretches there where both teams couldn't throw it in the ocean, and yep, neither team's a great three-point shooting team. Philly, even when they went small without Embiid, couldn't really make a three, you know, six for 34, I think, in game one, really just some bad shooting numbers. In Miami, they struggled to shoot the three, so uh, especially as the series goes on, you raise the intensity, you know, game four is a huge game. All these games, you know, as you go on and on in a series, get bigger and bigger, so uh, we'll probably lean towards the under if anything. You know, it's a great point you made too, Will, about Duncan Robinson. What's happened to him? I mean, they need him. They need that three-point shooting. And you're right. They just, outside of Tyler Hero, they don't shoot it very well uh, from distance at all. So that could be a trend that's going in the wrong direction here for the Miami Heat before they have game four today. Right now, again, Philadelphia, two-point favorites, uh, 207.5 is what we're seeing, 207s uh, out there in the marketplace. Uh, let's talk about Phoenix and Dallas very quickly here, Will. Get your thoughts on that because, again, uh, Phoenix right now, as Josh and I discussed, earlier this line move has gone in their favor so Dallas right now getting two at home and I mentioned here Jalen Brunson was the leading scorer for Dallas in their game three win is that the model of success for Dallas that it doesn't have to be 40 plus from Luka but rather get everybody else involved it may be just because, boy, they asked Luka to do so much on offense. I really think it takes away from his defense where you saw the end of, I think it was game two, where they were just attacking him every single play. And Luka was visibly just exhausted. Mm-hmm. He couldn't even get into a defensive stance. And they were just attacking him play after play just relentlessly. Uh, and look, he's a great scorer. He's you know just an incredible generational talent offensively. He's got to get better on defense if this team has any hope of winning anything. Uh, I just think the Suns are the more well-rounded team. You look at the game Friday night, Chris Paul had six turnovers in the first half that they had 17 as a team. This is a team that, you know, they're fundamentally sound. They don't foul. They don't take, you know, they don't turn the ball over. This was kind of an outlier game for Phoenix. I think, you know, look, when you're up to nothing, I think it's just human nature. You take the foot off the gas a little bit. Uh, I think they kind of put their stamp on the series today, go up three, one and probably finish this thing in five. So uh, I got the Suns here on the money line. Will, I'm with you. I really like that move, just as Dave mentioned. The fact, and again, you get to this time of year, the betting market is so efficient. You know, these line moves are really, really meaningful. So the fact you open, you know, small favorite here, uh, Mavs, it's now flipped to small favorite Suns. I'm going to go with that money and money line the Suns with you. But I got to get your take from an outsider perspective, a New York perspective uh, down in <laughs> Connecticut. Uh, the Celtics series here, Will. What's your take on this series? Is it is there value here to buying low on the Celtics? I just dialed it up, down 2-1. to one. They're plus 135 dogs on the series price. Giannis and the Bucks are minus 160. And you look at tomorrow's game, very, very short number. You know, we opened that last one. What was it, like three down to two? This one opens like one and a half. It's down to one. Line's coming a little bit to Boston here. Any angle for tomorrow's game? Do you like the Celtics to maybe get back in this series? Or maybe some thoughts on the total for tomorrow? Yeah, a couple things. I think yesterday is a perfect example of get the best of the number because you should have won that no matter what. Like Celtics open plus three, you could have had the bucks on the money line. So that was one where the number, that three down to two was significant because it lands right on two with uh, the free throws at the end. And I thought the Celtics got a rough whistle. That looked like a shooting foul. Uh, I mean, Smart was in the shooting motion. That Mm -hmm. should have been three free throws. Um, that being said, I think whoever wins tomorrow probably wins the series. If the bucks go up three games to one, you could probably put it in the bank for Milwaukee. Although game five and game seven would be in Boston. Still, uh, Milwaukee with Giannis up three games to one would be tough to beat. On the other hand, if Celtics are able to even at two, two, they get five and seven at home. They're probably in good shape. So I would make a pretty big bet that the winner of tomorrow's game wins the series. Now that's not really telling you a lot because like you said, uh, it's a one point line tomorrow. I would lean towards Milwaukee. I just think it's so hard for both these teams to score. I'll probably bet the under again. I've been on the under in in all these games. I just think it's so hard in in the half court for these teams to score. And that's why we're seeing, you know, these teams get a chance to run. They're going every chance they can, because once these defenses get set in the half court, it's really hard. And, uh, you know, when it's hard to score and and these games become low scoring, like they have been when one team has Giannis, the other team doesn't like, I know Tatum's a great player, but Giannis is probably the best player on the planet right now. And, to me, that's probably going to be the difference in the series. So I would still lean towards Milwaukee winning the series. Not sure I'm crazy about laying, what is it, $1.65, $1.70 with them. But I do think Milwaukee probably finds a way uh, to win this series. Got a couple more minutes to go here with Will Hill. Follow him on Twitter, not the Will Hill, and also has a great and does a great job uh, with the New York City cast here on VEASAN. Uh, Will, Josh, you guys are in the Northeast. Look, I'm out here in Las Vegas. 
I wake up, it's 90 degrees, it's beautiful every day. I am going to believe that it's conspiracy theory right now. I don't know if it's actually been raining on the East Coast, Will, but how many days do the Phillies need to, to have off after what the Metropolitans did to them with seven runs in the ninth inning? Are they ever going to play baseball? Are they going to play today? Because I see that it's supposed to be Chris Bassett against Zach Eflin, but I just don't know anymore if the Phillies are just going to retire for the rest of the year. Well, the way the weather's been going, it's been awful in the Northeast. It really has been. Uh, I, you might be getting some triple headers because it feels like the Yankees or the Mets haven't played in a month here. Yankees <laughs> haven't played since Wednesday. The Mets haven't played since Thursday. It's really crazy. I mean, usually, you know, you get one rain day. Tap two in a row is kind of weird. Uh, both New York teams playing double headers today. You get Scherzer Gibson game one, and then you get Bassett uh, in game two. I kind of like the Mets in both these games. I think they've got good pitching advantages in both of them. Uh, we know the Phillies issues with their bullpen and all that. So, uh, look, I'm riding the Mets here. Mets have been pretty profitable. So Mets, I think, start at 1230 and then they play later in the afternoon. So I'm probably going to be on the Mets in both of these games. So really, the, the, the Lucy isn't pulling the football back from the Metropolitans anytime soon. So far, so good. It's the, it's like we're in the second week of May. It's 50 degrees, 40 degrees and rainy here every day. The weather's just been awful. Nobody can hit in baseball, which is an issue. Yeah, it's been really bad. Uh, and, and very quickly, uh, the Rangers, the, the wild game yesterday, they're down 4-1. They come back tied up, then they lose 7-4. What is the sky falling there for the blue shirts in New York City? No, I think that's a classic series. I think we're headed for seven in that one. That, that one's been pretty much, you know, game one could have gone either way. Game one was a brutal loss for the Rangers. They thought they had it won. They had a million chances, overtime, double overtime, triple overtime. They really should have been up two games to none. But I think we're probably headed for seven in that one. Uh, Josh, very quickly, better sports city. Is it Boston or New York? Oh, it's Boston. Are you kidding me? Not even close. You I know the Yankees got all these championships. So when's the last time a New York team won a championship? It's been a while here. Boston, mm. it, by far, it's Boston. Teenagers running around New York City have no idea what it's like to win. Fair. <laughs> it's very fair. See you guys. <laughs> there he is, everybody. Will Hill. Follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. Always love having Will on the program. When we come back, Josh, let's talk a little Major League Baseball and see how the lineup looks today on a Mother's Day Sunday here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 